Welcome to Bon Jovi Discussions. Today I have a really cool guest, uh, kind of an introduction for him. He's the lead singer and founder of the greatest Bon Jovi tribute band. Uh, he's been endorsed by the band. Uh, he headlines Legends in Vegas, which is the most famous impersonators. And they've done almost 2,000 shows in over seven countries. Is that right? Oh, no, it's like uh, probably 15, 16 countries now. Yeah. Damn. Anyway, we have Jason Mori here. How are you? Good man how are you good thanks for coming on today it's great to great to have you and uh like i mentioned to you before we got on here I, i've been listening to your uh lovesick band which is just awesome we'll, we'll get yeah. into that here in a little bit hey. but uh, um anyway you're doing well yeah man uh we uh you know uh been chugging along here uh ever since the world got back to you know kind of doing stuff or whatever we've been we've been non-stop and so it's been good yeah it's been good the uh we'll get into the acoustic shows here in a little bit but did you guys like do the acoustic shows during the pandemic you guys were doing we the some of that the live stream type stuff and whatever yep uh we did a you know a bit of that uh i'm close friends with uh the guitar player in the band and so the way that came about is you know he and i would generally be hanging out anyway and so you know we might as well you know played some songs or whatever and you know through all of that uh you know i but i think a bunch of people were really hurting and you know, it, us living in the southern states was a little bit of a different experience than maybe people in other areas. And so, but, you know, a, a bunch of people have reached out, you know, during that time and even after of saying, you know, thank you that, you know, that that made me uh, not go crazy or whatever. And so, yeah, I mean, that's, that, I mean, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's right. Because, you know, you or like other big, you know, other bands and stuff, you know, the world was in such isolation. You know, you just looked around your four walls all day. So it was kind of nice to see people put stuff on YouTube and just some, something new, you know, cause you weren't able to go see live music. So the internet was the next best thing with live streams and, and all that. Yep. So uh, but let's get started with uh, how you got into music and you know, way before Bon Jovi and all that stuff. What got you into music? Uh, so I was in like musicals and uh, all that type of stuff when I was a kid. And then when I went to high school, I went to like a performance high school, kind of like, um, fame you know and so i did a bunch of the musicals there or whatever and then you know mtv hit you know and so you know all the rock bands and the whatever and i got swept up into that and it's been bands you know ever ever since and so uh, you know i was i've been played in bands since i was 17 18 you know and all the way up to to now and so um yeah i mean um and you know when i was a kid uh you know, I, I, Slippery and Wet, of course, came out and, uh, you know, I was just mesmerized uh, by it, you know. And so I was that kid in town that, you know, uh, whatever big rock band came through, uh, I bought the ticket. I went to the show. I bought the shirts. I did all of that, you know. Wow. So Slippery and Wet is what started that. That's the album that started for you as a, as a Bon Jovi fan? Um. I mean, um, I definitely knew um, Seventy Eight Hundred and in the first record, and that. But I mean, Slippery was the one that was like, uh, to me, made the band stick out, and you know, um, uh, that there was something really special about this this band, you know. Yeah. Wow. And um, so then, what got you into the whole Bon Jovi thing? Then you know, becoming a tribute band for them, and so um, I was singing in an 80s band uh, and we do a couple of Bon Jovi songs a night and they, they always went over well. Um, long story short, the girl that was doing my hair, she kept putting, uh, you know, some more highlights and stuff into it. And so when I would walk around, people would go, you know, who you look like or whatever. And so 
the tribute band thing was just kind of starting and I was like, you know what, I bet I could make this work. And, you know, I knew those Bon Jovi songs like the back of my hand. And so all the people close to me, my family, my closest friends, they all told me it will not work and don't do it. And so um, the greatest story with this is, I don't know if you've heard this one, but um, I'll make it short. Uh, I went to see uh, the comedian Dave Chappelle one night and I had front row seats. And this was before I put the band together. I just had ideas of it. And um, I could tell that he was making kind of eye contact with me through the show. At the end of the show, this big guy comes to the edge of the stage and said, you know, Dave would like to meet you. Would you like to meet Dave? That's all he said. I said, sure. So uh, this was at Hard Rock Live in Orlando. And uh, to get to their backstage, you have to take an elevator down. And so I was waiting there with the two uh, huge bodyguards. And one of them turns around and goes, man, I grew up on your music. And I was like, oh shit, you know, like, this, <laughs> this, this could go really bad. And so um, I said, I think you might have me confused for somebody else. And the manager was standing there too. And he was like, ah, you know, and he goes, all right, let me go talk to Dave. He goes, I'll be back in five minutes and I'll bring you down. I just want to let him know that, you know. And the way that worked was two weeks before that, uh, Dave Chappelle was booked on Howard Stern uh, the same time that Bon Jovi was. And the way Howard did his guest then is literally, you know, somebody do an appearance and then you're passing the other in the hallway. So he never had a chance to talk to them. And so it, he thought that this was his chance to catch up with them. So anyway, I went I went um, down there and we talked for a while and uh, I left that night of, uh, I took it as a sign and I put the band together and what, uh, five months later we did our first show. And yeah, I mean, last year we just celebrated 20 years. So yeah. So uh, it's nuts. So this was 2003. You guys got started, mm-hmm. and it, did you have the same kind of hairstyle that you have now? Back in 2003, um, yeah, that's like John's. Probably a little shorter, a little less blonde. Um, you know, more like how he looked. Uh, the bounce, bounce era there. Um, but uh, yeah, because I mean, that's what was going on there. Um, yeah. So, so how awkward was it to meet Dave Chappelle that first minute thinking that he thought you were John Bon Jovi? So, well, you know, he'd been told. So I came around the corner and he's pointing at me and he he said, um, uh, he goes, uh, you get that shit all the time, don't you? You know, and uh, at the time I was. And so, yeah, you know, but uh, I don't know, you know, different things have happened in my life that um, it, I think it happens to everybody of, of, of signs and opportunities and, and choices on a crossroad there. And, uh, you know, you, you either lean left or lean right. And, uh, you know, I, I leaned right on this one and, you know, here I am. Yeah. So you said you got the band started about five months later. Do you still have, I know, I know Aiden is still with you. But was, yeah. Did you start out with you then too? No, I mean, none, none of the guys that I started out with, I mean, Shit, it's, it's hard to keep a band together. You know, it's a four-way marriage. And so, uh, you know, it's hard to keep it together for two years, much less 20. And so, no, we, we've had uh, many, uh, many faces uh, come, come in and out, you know. Well, that's what I was going to ask you is how hard is it to find guys in your area who love the band just as much and want to do the same kind of look as each band member and learning all the songs? How hard is that to, to find? It's, it's difficult, you know what I mean? Um, you know, uh, 
look, we've, we've created a name for ourselves, And so in this day and age, you know, um, uh, our success or whatever, uh, we don't have to really reach far to try and find somebody that wants to be a part of it. But, uh, you know, uh, somebody that, that's a, a huge fan or, you know, wanting to do the complete look and the whatever, I mean, it's, it's a little, it's a little more difficult, you know? And so, uh, we, we try to, you know, be uh, as authentic as, as we can, even despite uh, not having a keyboard player. But, uh, uh, we, yeah, I mean, um, you know, uh, we, we do live arrangements from the tours and, you know, uh, try to keep up with his wardrobe and, you know, and whatnot. And so, yeah, I mean. Well, that's my next. Uh, this, this will lead into, I'm sorry. You're good. Yeah. This will lead into a question here, but, you know, just to kind of, praise you for a second you know you watch i've seen i've seen your band quite a few times whether it was on the cruise or when you guys have come to pittsburgh anywhere near here and and watching you and even the band members you guys really mimic the band and like you are just on top of mimicking john's moves the way he sings and everything as a performer um so when you started your slipping wet you know five months into you know your dave Chappelle story how hard was it to kind of start mimicking those moves and the way John sang and all that? Well, well the good thing, I, I'd already seen him live a decent amount at that time. Um, and then just watched so much video, so much video. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, just tried to, to, to put it together from that, you know, I mean, God, in the early days, I used to be so, so neurotic that like, I would literally follow like, um, their set list for each night of all oh, they played this this night so you know maybe we should add this to the set or whatever i mean it was it was crazy i mean you know you have to think about it you know when they put a new record out it's it's our new record you know what i mean and so it's the opportunity to play some some new stuff or whatever and we definitely enjoy adding you know new songs to the, the set just to have some variety you know but yeah back in the so yeah, the band formed and, and you know, bounce will bounce and uh God have a nice day and circle and all that. I mean, we used to uh you know try and do as, as stuff as we as we could off that, you know. Well, that's another thing I love about uh your band is that you guys do deep stuff and like the diehards, you know, we I could write you an entire list of all the songs that we wish the band would play. Sure. You guys do them. And one of the biggest things we'll get into the cruise here in just a second is you guys did Edge of a Broken Heart. And mm -hmm. I remember being on the cruise and uh, you guys did it on the outside concert. And, you know, you guys started doing that opening riff and stuff. I was like, oh, my God, they're they're doing Edge of a Broken Heart, something mm -hmm. the band will never do. Sure. I think one sure. of like a big highlight for us diehards is we may not see you know, Bon Jovi ever do the, these songs, but we got the next best thing doing them. And it's kind of cool to see that song being played live, you know? So I really admire that about you guys. It, it's funny there for a while, I had it in my hat there that it was like, you know, if they didn't do it, then we weren't going to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so after a while though, I was like, you know what? We need to take advantage of the opportunity of that. You know, if he, if he's not going to do it, you know, there's this big fan base that would love to hear. I mean, for the longest time, I wouldn't play She Don't Know Me. And uh, you know, because he he hadn't done it since what? Slippery Tour? No, not even uh, yeah. 1700 Tour. And so, you know, but I mean, you know, it was a single. Uh, but yeah, I mean, in, I, but it, I had it in my head, you know, again, if they didn't do it, then we weren't going to do it. And then I was like, that's foolish. And so for the longest time, that was the most, you know, requested song that, you know, we didn't do. And so, 
you know, uh, we worked it up and, and put it in there. And so, yeah, I've, I've always loved that song. But yeah. I always say I should have made the Slippery album. But um, so, you know, like when the band does like here in America, America is all about the hits, unfortunately. So like, you know, when I go to a Bon Jovi show, I always want the, the deep stuff. And you're lucky if you get one or two of those. But when the band has done the really deep stuff, you know, you look around the audience, you know, some of them don't, don't, just doesn't know the song. They don't care. And so when you're, you know, doing a, a tribute band and you're playing, you know, Wanted, Bad Name, Prayer in front of all these people and they're excited and having the time of their life you bring out one of those deep tracks. Do you see a change of excitement or a lot of people don't know those deeper songs? Uh, it all depends on what crowd we're, we're at. You know, if, if, it's, if it's like a more rock oriented place, they can kind of roll with everything. But if it's like some type of maybe big outdoor and maybe, you know, half of the people there know four Bon Jovi songs, yeah, it can be a little uh, a little tedious, but we we generally know what kind of crowd we have or we're about to head into beforehand, and so we try to tailor the set, you know, to 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 do as you know we can get a little deeper here and you know maybe stick a little closer to you know anything that went top twenty, you know, at, at other places, you know. Wow, that's awesome. Let's let's get into the cruise because this is how I, I I've heard of you guys before, and I really wasn't. You never really looked into tribute bands before the cruise and stuff. And so I remember, so I went, I did the cruise. I know you did both cruises and I did the Caribbean. And um, I remember that you guys played the first night. It was an indoor concert. And uh, I wasn't going to go because I was just going to do something else with friends. And they're like, oh, let's go see Super and Well. I'm like, I don't know about tribute bands and stuff, you know, nothing against you or any, you know, just in general. And I was like, you know, if they're not Bon Jovi, I don't know how good it'll be, blah, blah, blah. Not knowing who you guys were yet. So no, sure. no offense here. Yeah. And I remember I went to the show and I was blown away. I was in, like, I, like I told you earlier, the way that, that you not a good night for us. So but thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, I was impressed and I made sure of it to go because you guys did various shows throughout the four days and I made sure I went to every single show. Oh, thank and uh, it, I think the best show that you guys did, that was the uh, outside concert when you guys did edge of a broken heart. You guys did a few other, deep deep stuff on there i'm trying to remember which ones uh that you did but i think you did in and out of love i think mm -hmm. with that yeah. or something and that's something the band just never does either and that was kind mm -hmm. of cool to see and you know like that cruise is just filled with um diehards so you could get away with doing a whole concert with just deep cuts yeah but, so what kind of got you to be able to do the i know some of the story but i want you to share the story about how you were able to do the cruises and I'll let, you, I'll let you tell the story. So we got authorized in 2007, so that was there. But I don't know how much that played into this. Um, Matt and I have had contact over the years. And uh, I was actually, I was playing a show in Mexico. And my phone blows up of, you know, Matt Bon Jovi calling me. You know what I mean? And it was like, uh, he goes, hey, you know, uh, he goes, well, I finally did it. And I go, well, what? And he goes, uh he goes, I finally convinced him. He goes, we're going to get him. We're going to get him on a cruise, you know? And I go, oh, you know, cool, man. You know, and he was like, look, man, he goes, uh, you know, we, we scoured YouTube and we looked around or whatever, and we've got to have you guys on there or whatever. And I was like, you know, I was flattered. So, you know, and you saw how he did the shows on there. He did, he did, you know, like a full band thing, but he did the acoustic thing and whatever. And you saw on the full band thing that, you know, he did a lot of covers and stuff and whatever. And so what they were wanting us to do was that, you know, Bon Jovi type experience, you know. 
And so, um, no, it was, it was cool. It was an amazing experience. Both cruises were great. Um, for the Spain cruise, we actually had a whole um, set that was like complete rarities, which we would have never gotten away with, you yeah. know, anywhere else, you know. And so, no, nah, it was just seeing the look on, you know, some of the people's faces when, you know, we would play, you know, some of the stuff like something like Only Lonely or um, God, even something like Love's the Only Rule. You know what I mean? It was like, you know, they, they, yeah, they were freaking out. And so, yeah, it was it was cool. It was really cool. Yeah. What's the, just, just a sidetrack real quick. What's the deepest track you've ever done outside of edge of a broken heart? What's probably the deepest one that you've. Um, I know that's a big question, but. I mean, so, well, it depends on which way you're leaning here. Like I'm God, we used to do the distance. Uh, we used to do misunderstood. We used to do um, last man standing. Uh, we used to do radio save my life tonight. Um, uh, welcome to wherever you are. Um, I got the girl. Uh, oh man, yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, I, I've watched a lot of your videos on YouTube over there since you know since the cruise. So I've seen a lot of these videos, but I don't think I've ever seen the distance. I don't know if you have that on YouTube. I'll have to, I'll have to look. I'm I, I mean, we, we 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 played it back when they were on the bounce tour and and whatnot yeah. or whatever. I was hoping that it would be a single or whatever because I I love that song. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, we didn't play it much, much longer after all that. There's, there's many of them that have, you know, made it to the, to the, <laughs> the edge of the road here, but yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh, back to, back to, yeah, the I mean, we do a show, you know, there's only, you know, look, there's, there's probably 10, 12 that we have to play. Do you know what I mean? And so then beyond that, you know, depending on how long the set is, you know, you, you, uh, you know, you try to get in what you, what you can. And so, no, I, nightly I will hear of, you know, I wanted to hear, you know, it, it's usually a ballad. We tried to be the way of like um, nothing against journey, but like, you know, journey will go on and do a show and play damn six ballads in it. And it's like, I can't do that. The whole, um, the, the tugging of, you know, trying to get those BPMs and get people into it and then you slow it down. So we try to limit it to, you know, three ballads a night. And so, you know, I, when you look at Bon Jovi's catalog, you know, there's, there's a, there's a fair amount there. And so something, something is always going to get uh, left out there. Yeah. Well, I think you guys did uh, great on the cruise. How much preparation did, I obviously know you're used to playing, you know, in front of people and you know, being a tribute band, but was there any kind of different preparation for the cruise that, you know, you wanted to be on top form because you know, John was going to be there, Matt, you know, all these diehards. So the truth, so, you know, knowing that it was going to be these big Bon Jovi fans, uh, much like you going into it, they, they want Bon Jovi and he's there. Do you know what I mean? And so yeah. I, I knew that with some people, it was going to be a, I don't want to go see somebody else do it, you know, or whatever. And so that's where like on the Spain one, we were like the headline act on the pool deck that night. And it was nuts, like nuts. And uh, I, it was it was really cool. I mean, uh, again, memories that I that I made on there were just some of the um, some of the greatest times. I have a story with them. Um, so Jesse Jesse was on both cruises there, you know, pushing the Hampton Water and that. <laughs> and so it was the last night of the Spain cruise, and there was um, like a little I don't know if you want to call it VIP area that was in the bar there type weird. You know, it was nothing whatever, but it was just kind of like a, a select whatever. And I just happened to be standing at the bar and Jesse was like, I don't know, like a table over, like 
10, 15 feet from me or whatever by himself or whatever. And, you know, I, I had talked to him, you know, other times and whatever. So I didn't think anything about it. So a band was playing in the corner or whatever. And so I was just standing there or whatever. And he comes up to me and he goes, man, he goes, I, I checked your set out, man. And he goes, man, you guys are fantastic. But he grabs me by the shoulder, looks me in the eyes. He goes, but it's fucking weird. And he walked off. And I was like, <laughs> that's not the greatest, you know, yeah. like, I, I put that on the website of like in quotes of, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but uh, I mean, I could I could see him thinking that and whatever. But yeah, but 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 in a good way, you know, in a, sure. in a cool way. Sure. You know? and, no, no, and, he meant it as a compliment, you know. But it was, <laughs> and, and, and that was the thing I was going to say too. You know, like 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 me, you know, you want to see the real thing and stuff. And I'd never seen a tribute band before, but just like me, I remember talking to so many other Bon Jovi fans that night after the first show on the cruise and everyone, everyone was just impressed and just wanted to keep seeing you guys. And I remember um, for people that are listening to this, every single time that I saw you out and about, you always had a line of people wanting to meet you and get their photo with you and just talk with you. And you were all, and I even was one of those people in the line that want to get a photo and you were always just cool with everybody. Oh, thanks. Your time well, and look, I mean, yeah, I mean, those, those people uh, paid, uh, paid a little bit to be on there or whatever. And so, you know, I, uh, I, yeah, I'm more than happy to, you know, say, Hey, and, you know, take the pictures and, and, and do whatever. Again, we had a fantastic time on there. They actually, they, they had a, like a set meet and greet for us. We weren't included with the way they did it with everybody else was in like one of the ballrooms and they had the separate tables, but we actually played during the time that they did all that. And so, uh, so we had to do a separate meet and greet and they had to literally cut it off. Um, because uh, you know, I guess there were too many people there or whatever. And I felt bad because it was like, you know, it wasn't our call. Like we just stayed there as long as, you know, as we yeah. needed to, to, you know, sign or whatever. But yeah, they they needed us out of the room. So, you know. Yeah. yeah. So the, the the next big thing is how was, how was it meeting John? What's your story with that? Cool. I mean, I met John uh, back in 98. Um, I was oh. part of the record industry or whatever. He was pushing, um, uh, destination anywhere and so i had a chance to talk with him but i mean this is before i did all this and and all that um no john's cool john's been nothing but supportive and um you know uh signed off on things when we needed him to and um i mean uh <laughs> i think i think he thinks it's a little weird you know what i mean and so i think he's a little freaked out about no he's always been kind and um, you know, uh, there was a couple moments in, in the cruise where he even uh, like, um, yeah, thanked us on the mic and, and whatever and that. And so, no, I mean, um, uh, I, um, we, we appreciate our relationship with him and, um, you know, it's always been a thing for us of, um, what was good for him is good for us and, and vice versa. And so, you know, um, us going out there and, you know, trying to be as honest to the show as we can and, and delivering on those songs. You know, that's what it's about. Um, I appreciate that people like what we do and how we present it and whatever, but I mean, we're following a group a blueprint that was already laid for us here. And so it's just a matter of executing on that. And so that's what I've always said to people of, you know, oh God, why do you think the show is so popular? Why do you think the whatever? And it's like, it's, it's those songs, you know, it's those anthems that, you know, have stood, uh, you know, over time, as well as um, uh, they, they 
they yearn to be played live to, you know, to people, you know, to have that interaction, you know. Absolutely. And in a way you're keeping the, you know, the band's name alive, energy and stuff. And, you know, it's a great thing that you do. Um, one other thing about the cruise I want to talk about, and this is the Mediterranean cruise. And unfortunately I wasn't able to go to that one, but you got to play with uh, Johnny Resnick from the Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah. yeah. Tell me how that was. So we, we get booked, right? And so, we, uh, so the way the deal works is we book, we book both cruises. It wasn't like a uh, hang and wait, like Matt wanted us on both. And so we were like, all right, so I don't know, it was probably six weeks, eight weeks after we booked or whatever. Um, one of the guys from uh, Six Man calls me and says, hey, uh, I got something I want to run by you. Um, uh, we, ha we haven't announced that Resnick's going to be part of this second cruise yet, but we've got him. And, you know, he's going to do a, a couple of acoustic shows, but we want him to really do a live show. And, you know, the price for the Goo Goo Dolls is this and the price for him is this. Yeah. Uh, we, we could get like some hired gun New York guys, but it goes, you know, it, that wouldn't be much cheaper than what it would be for, you know, to get the Goo Goo Dolls. And he goes, what would you guys think about, you know, learning an hour of material and backing Johnny Resnick? And it was like, um, yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, and it was, it was crazy. You know, I mean, it was, I'd, I'd talk with Johnny on the phone and him putting together the set list or whatever. And so originally it, I think he kind of looked at it like a vacation. Um, there were two things he said to me. One, he wanted to do a bunch of covers, which I thought was interesting. And then two, um, I don't know how, if you play guitar or whatever, but Johnny writes in all these like weird tunings and whatever. And so oh, his, yeah. guitar, yep. his guitar tech is constantly changing guitars out with him or whatever. He didn't want to play that much guitar, even though he was bringing the tech with him. So I was like, all right. So we're, we're putting together like the, the set and, and whatever. And uh, it was interesting. So we only did this one real small rehearsal on the ship um, the day, day before. Yeah. And um, there were a bunch of covers in the set. <laughs> we played live. I, I, I don't think he knew these songs, the cover songs as well as he uh, <laughs> thought he did. And so he's leaning in my ear, cut this song, cut this song. So, yeah, but no, it, that was a blast, like a complete blast. Like, it, it's still weird to me that it happened. He yeah. even said that, um, like, he hadn't played those songs with anybody but the Goo Goo Dolls, which I thought was, like, crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, he's done a bunch of acoustic stuff or whatever, but, like, a full band scenario or whatever, playing those songs, he's only ever played them with the Goo Goo Dolls. And so, but no, it was an amazing experience. And he's he's really cool. He's really funny. But um but yeah, no, it was, uh, yeah, it was crazy that that was thrown at us. And so, yeah. So you guys only had one rehearsal together? <laughs> yeah. And it's even amazing. that, we, we didn't run everything. And it was funny, like, even, like, take a song like Iris, right? And it has all those strings all over it, right? Yeah. So, you know, live, when you play with the Google Dolls, they'd have a keyboard player that was doing all that or whatever. They might have some of that track. Anyway. We wanted to make sure that I thought that it lended a lot to the song. And so I worked up a track to do whatever. But, but um, I mean, you know, Iris, right? There's that long pause there at the end there. Where, you know, where, and I don't want the, you know, he comes in for that last chorus. Well, I put an extra time there thinking that he was going to like work the crowd and like, you know, because I didn't want it to be just like right on top. 
Well, he panicked in the spot there where we had the time or whatever. And so we, we know that it's coming or whatever. And the drummer's got the click of the ear. And I should have just went with him and we could have cut the track and just went with it or whatever. But we tried to stay to the to the track to have the strings, you know, because the song builds and that. And so, yeah. But I, what can you do? Yeah, but it, it just blows me whether you just said one rehearsal because I was going to ask you how many rehearsals and how long did it take to rehearse all that because it just seems like you guys well, we we as a band probably ran it four or five times but um yeah with him yeah i mean we literally did i don't know a 90 minute set of you know just run through of of stuff or whatever and yeah some stuff needed you know a little more attention than others but he had a couple of songs in there where there were um slightly on the newer side that you know not everybody was completely familiar with and so yeah we needed, we needed to kind of tweak tweak some of that but no nah, amazing experience i mean um again you know the um the uh the the stuff that i've been able to um the, the places i've been able to go to the things that i've been able to do or whatever i mean it, it's it's been a, just a, a great ride you know no oh, that's awesome before we get into the love sick um tell me your top five favorite bon jovi songs because i'm curious cool man so, you know, you have to understand, you know, I've, I've sung Living on a Prayer probably 2,200 times, you know what I mean? And so, woo, you know, but, and so, you know, I would, I tend to not lean towards, you know, the big hit stuff because, you know, it's just, you know, it's the stuff you always hear and the stuff you, whatever. But um, if I'm being completely honest, uh, my favorite Bon Jovi song is uh, Miss Fourth of July um, off the uh, box set. Yeah. I um I can't stress enough um you know John and Richie uh you you have all these other bands you have Keith and Mick you have you know Dave and Eddie you have all it, it is that it, it, it's and it's not that either I mean um the way they write but it, hearing those two voices together on that and the harmonies on that are amazing and um uh, I believe it was supposed to be on the Keep the Faith record, and they, they kept it off. But uh, I, I, it's an amazing song, and to think that that was just you know like a throwaway is like you know crazy to me. But um, uh, what else would I throw in there? Um, I've always liked um, a whole lot of leaving. Um, I, I like the vibe to that. Um, gosh, um, Blood on Blood is one of my favorites. Um, Let's see, uh, a, a song off um, These Days that I thought in a different time would have been a massive hit is uh, Lie to Me, which I, I oh, think, is yeah. a, think is a great song. Um, you, you talk about John and Richie, too, as a, as a dynamic duo, and you listen to Lie to Me, you know, songwriting-wise and vocally, <laughs> they just blend so well together on, on Lie to Me. So that's a perfect example of John and Richie there. Yeah, and I man, I miss that. Ooh, I miss that. But and, you know, as I as I imagine, you know, most of your uh, listeners or followers or whatever feel feel the same way. But uh, then I don't know. Uh, Captain Crash, love that. Um, but uh, no, nah, I mean, you know, there's always been some stuff over the years and that that you know I've always en enjoyed. And you know, I'm curious to uh, like I said, you know, because this new record will be our new record. Uh, I of course heard the the new song, the little blurb or sloppy whatever uh, you know through somebody's phone or whatever the other night at the music cares thing and i i guess that song's coming out here in a couple of weeks here but um no i mean uh 
you know, uh, and I think that's the thing, you know, the, the catalog that they have left uh, and written. Um, I mean, there's, there's just so much stuff to, to choose from and, and pick through, you know, and so, um, I mean, uh, someday I'll be Saturday night is great. I mean, yeah, I could go on and on, but uh, yeah. Well, that's what I like about you guys too, is because I, 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 before we started this podcast episode, I was telling you, you know, how we have a tribute band that comes to our area here and they only play stuff from the 80s. They, they might do Keep the Faith and then that's it. So they close themselves off for just the first eight years of the band. But something I've seen on your YouTube channel following your stuff is you guys are constantly learning the new album, playing the new stuff. I was just watching a video of you guys doing Limitless and it was phenomenal. So it's kind of <laughs> cool to see you guys go to each era of the band you know i think that's i think that's awesome and it definitely helps with the newer stuff to where you know uh if it, it's more the beats per minute do you know what i mean if, if it's got a little more uh push to it a little a little faster or whatever um uh we always have a better chance of selling that to uh you know people that might not uh yeah. be aware of the song you know as opposed to something a little slower but uh yeah yeah, yeah. Well, I want to get into uh, the love sick. And so for anyone that's listening to this, I, I promise you, if you have not heard them before, once you leave this episode, I promise you, you're going to go and listen to these guys and you are going to love it. And I'll keep praising you for it because I absolutely love this stuff. You know, I, I've heard that I've heard. So for people that are listening, the love sick is Jason's uh, other band and it's his original. Uh, are you the songwriter of these songs? Uh, there's some collabs, but I mean, for the most part, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're all original songs and they are just awesome. So I'll let you talk about how you got your band started and then I'll, I'll start, you know, just keep praising you because I love, I love some of these songs that you have. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, look, the luxury of doing a, a Bon Jovi tribute, um, you know, it, uh, it, it, it uh, pays my bills, uh, you know, it, it takes me places and does whatever, but I've always written and I've always wanted to create a outlet. And so, you know, um, uh, playing live, you're able to get, um, you know, your, your kicks, you know, by doing the Slippery Show, but, you uh, you know the other the other parts of the brain you know i need you know other stimulation and so um so yeah i mean uh gosh the first love set came out so uh, eight years ago and so uh we've done seven eps since then and uh it was just a constant we uh we i, I you know churn them out here and so um it's uh, it, it, uh, it started out kind of pop rock and it's kind of leaned even more pop over over time. Um, I listen to a vast uh, amount of, of stuff and I've always loved, um, I don't know, I'm not going to tell you that rock is dead and, and all of that. But I mean, through all of my um, teen years to my 20s to my 30s. Uh, I played rock music and and did rock music and that and I don't know it, it got me to a point to where I was just kind of um, I don't that type of writing and that type of whatever isn't what um, you know got me excited or whatever and so I started to lean more towards this this pop stuff and so um, but no nah, I mean uh, it, it, it's been a fun ride I mean God I think we have like I said seven EPs and I think there's like. 20 or 30 music videos or stuff that's on YouTube and that. And so, yeah, I mean, look, it, it, uh, 
<laughs> it's barely paid for itself in the, in you know the fact, and so it is a, a labor of love. But I mean, it, it's literally it's it's a muscle that I have to have to uh, have to use. Um, it, I I just um, I've enjoyed it, you know, over time or whatever of you know being able to 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 have that, you know, and uh, yeah, nothing against John and Richie's songs and catalog, but you know, I. I if that was my only thing and my only outlet, I, I, uh, yeah, I think I, that, I, that wouldn't be, um, as enjoyable to me, you know? And so it's nice to be able to, um, you know, just paint with a different color, you know? Yeah. Well, how often do you guys, uh, perform as the lovesick? We've only done a few shows, you know, you know, you, you have to think, you know, like something like that, you know what I mean? Like trying to start out from scratch from like what we're doing, you know, us playing to a room of, you know, 30 people or whatever is not, you know, the biggest motivation. And so it's more than anything, a creative thing. I love being in the studio. Um, I, I've um, uh, either produced or helped produce like all of the records that we've done. And so, like I said, I mean, I just, I enjoy, I enjoy coming up with, you know, this idea that you've written on paper or whatever, that it goes to, you know, some type of acoustic demo that goes to a recorded demo, you know what I mean? Just seeing through the process of, you know, infancy to, you know, birth, you know, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's cool. Yeah. And I, I appreciate that you, that you like it, you know, I mean, um, well, I, I, I'm not just saying that just, uh, quote unquote kiss ass here because I'm not it is legit anyone that's listening to this it is legit really good music it, it, like you said it's a pop rock which I absolutely love and uh, you know like I, I want to talk about my favorite song from you guys it's called Shook and yeah. it's a very ballad like um, um, song and I, I want to ask you what, what was the inspiration behind that song Um, you wrote it right yeah my best friend um was in the process of getting a divorce and so it's literally like those lyrics or whatever were literally like you know words out of his mouth you know like i came home yesterday and there was just a box of her clothes by the front door and you know all that type deal you know and so you know um in taking his um his uh stories of uh, you know pain and you know uh what he was going through or whatever i was i managed to be able to you know carve a, a song out of it so yeah, yeah. And, it, and you know and i was watching the music video too and you know it's kind of like you know like songs like you want to make a memory you know you have a really good song and a really good music video and inclusively they really complement each other and that's the same example with shook you watch the video and the video is re actually really well done and, uh, you know, like you're just in an empty house and see so that kind of gives you a sense of what the song is about. And, uh, you know, you have the is that the one guy that's like looking through the window? Is that like one of your band members in that or? Yeah, that, that was Jimmy. Uh, so Jimmy used to be the other part of the love sick. He was on what, three or four of those those EPs. But yeah, he yeah. So, yeah, the way the storyline is like I'm not doing so well. So he's like coming to check on me. and I'm not answering the door. And so, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, that's awesome. Like I said, I love the video. I love the song, and you know the chorus really gives people a sense of how incredible of a vocalist that you actually are. You know, outside everyone wet and stuff, and you know, great vocal range that you have. And uh, I, just, I just love that song, man. It's it's awesome. I appreciate it. Um, out of curiosity, what's your favorite uh, Love Six song? Should could be up there. Um, I'd be lying if I if I didn't tell you. I mean, 
um, when I wrote Believe and I put it together and that, I knew that it was something special to me. Um, growing up, I always liked ballads in that and, and the emotion of that. You know, the big thing that I really wanted to have come come together for, I'm a huge Beatles fan and my favorite band. And um, I, I, what I try to do with the lovesick is if, if, if you go through most of the catalog, um, is that I, I wanted positive songs, positive, you know, things or whatever. And so uh, that was the, you know, the motivation behind um, Believe in that. But there's been stuff on, on all of them. And I can't tell you that all of all of them are great or whatever. And, and some of the stuff was even just experimenting. Um, one song I had uh, just this um, uh, crazy uh, uh, beat and like um, uh, the keyboard um type riff that I'd come up with or whatever. And then I decided that I wanted to bring Aiden in and have him put like a type of like Eddie Van Halen, like tapping over it or whatever. And so it was just an experiment to see if we could take these two things and actually craft a song. And, and we did. And, you know, I, I'm not telling you it's the greatest song we ever wrote, but I mean, it was more of just, like I said, you know, just being able to experiment and, you know, see what you can come up with. You know? Yeah. Well, um, so for anyone that's listening, at least, Listen to my top five here, and I'll, I'll let you know what my top five are. Yeah. Yeah. Wish, I, Wish I Knew You Better, Ray of Light, What If I. What If I is probably my second favorite, to be honest. And then the fifth one, I think it's just called Morning. Am I correct on that? Morning, yeah. Morning. Those are the yeah. top five I think that anyone should should listen to. And then you <laughs> dig deeper. There's a, I think it's a compilation album, Shout in Love, I think it's called. It's your best of yeah. one, something mm-hmm. like that. So go if anyone that's listening go listen to that so yeah so originally i was putting this best out because uh, i had a couple songs that were sitting around and uh or that i had written that i wanted to put on there or whatever but the way the way you do your publishing and putting it out you had to pay by each release well they just changed all the law to that and so now you can all just do it under one whatever but I was I, I was trying to get out of you know having to pay for each album and that's why I did the best of thing. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't matter now. So yeah. Well, if anybody wants to check you out online, what's the best websites to go and you know check check your stuff out? I'll let you. Um, the lovesick is uh, the lovesick dot xyz, but the best thing is probably our YouTube that has um all the music videos and you know. Uh, acoustic versions and all that or whatever but slippery the lovesick uh anything else that i've done solo or whatever is all under that that same um title there which i believe is slippery and wet band perfect well stay on for a moment i'm gonna end the recording but before i do i just want to say thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to come on and and talk all different things and it was it was awesome to talk with you yeah, man. And hey, uh, can I add in? So I just signed like this little indie record deal, not for a lovesick, for a project that I did when I was like 19. And uh, they picked up the rights to it. We remixed, remastered it, but we cut six new songs. But it is it is a hard rock project. Like it is um, like Skid Row meets, I don't know, uh, Warrant meets, you know, uh, I don't know, Stone Temple Pilots. But um, it's going to come out in uh, March. Uh, the name of the band is Split Image, and the record's called Phoenix. But the first single is going to be out in like two weeks or whatever. But I think a lot of the people that love the Bon Jovi stuff or whatever, um, they'll love the Love Stick stuff, but they'll they'll also love this. I mean, it's a ton of guitars and 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 all of that. But uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to throw that out there as well. 
Absolutely. It's it's called split image. Yeah, split image. Yep. And you said the yeah, first thing was two weeks. I was, I was yeah. Um, yeah. I think the record comes out March 28th. Yeah, the first single is supposed to be. I've got to finish the video. That they've been delaying it because they want the the video to be out when they announce the uh, whatever. And uh, it's it's just my schedule's been so nuts. I don't know if you saw. I was in Australia for three weeks and whatever. And so I've still been just trying to catch up on everything uh, since I got back. But um, but yeah, uh, first single Sanctuary is out uh, probably yeah by the end of the month. But uh, I think. Um, rock people will definitely love it so we could just kind of keep an eye on your socials then for for the yeah. Announcement. Yeah. yeah perfect all right jason i'm gonna end this but thank you again for coming on it was, it oh, was yeah. thank you for having me.